Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And we made it <laughs> to David. <laughs> I feel like when we first started this, you know, with God journey, you kind of look ahead, you know, and yeah. find uh, kind of all the people that you want to study and things like that. And David's obviously a big David's circle. one of the, <laughs> the staples you know? here. Yeah, exactly. So... Welcome. We're here. We have, welcome to the story of David. In May. In May. Yeah, in May. So exciting stuff because there's a lot uh, to really look at David and his story. What, um, you know, ton of good things and then some bad things kind of get thrown in there as well. But uh, yeah, what do you have for us and what can we kind of learn about David before we go into the sermon on Sunday. And again, we are just doing one week on I David. I know, I feel for them. Yeah. Matt, Matt's doing the sermon this Sunday, and then Jake and Milford, right. I feel for yeah, them. Yeah, and you know, you can always do sermon series on King David, and yeah. you know, I'm sure Crossway has done sermon series <laughs> on King David before. So yeah, let's jump in and find out more about David. Yeah, and he is known probably... He's probably known for three things primarily. Mm. Um, he's known for being called a man after God's own heart. He's known for killing Goliath. And he's known for sleeping with Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. Like those three. And then if you were to throw a fourth in there, he's known for being like the start of the line of Jesus. Yeah. Like it said, the, the king, the everlasting king will come from the line of David. And we see that that happened. But what where we left off last week is there's overlap between our person last week, which is Saul and David. So like like we saw that, that Israel chose a king and it was Saul and he, he was doing all right for a little bit and then started pursuing his own his own things, got sucked into sucked into pride so much so that God departs from him and it's like you're not gonna be the king anymore. Right. I'm gonna go find a new king. So then uh Samuel God leads Samuel over to the Jesse um, who's who's the father of, of eight sons. And Samuel even goes looking and is like, all right, who's who's like the best one that I can find? And like uh, the first one's like tall and, and handsome. He's like, this has got to be the one. Mm-hmm. God's like, no. And he leads him to this small, young shepherd boy out in the field. Who's David? Probably between 12 and 16 years old um, that Samuel goes to. And God's like, yeah, that's him. So Samuel anoints him king. But he doesn't take office right away. Like Saul is still the king. It's just that God has left him and is going to end his family line, mm-hmm. which is not a custom, not not the custom for kings. Your kid would take right. over. Your yeah. son would take over. Yeah. And now, and we see super fascinatingly that the kid that was supposed to take over for Saul or would have taken over for Saul actually becomes David's best Jonathan, friend. Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Um, and helps David stay alive. Like yeah. we see such a contrast um, between Saul and, and Jonathan there. Um but Saul continues his kingship, and he actually hires David, the anointed king, the person mm-hmm. who's going to be king. He hires David to come and play the lyre, which is a form of harp for, harp for Saul, because Saul is now like tormented by this um, by this evil spirit, and and so David is like there, like comforting him mm-hmm. with this with this harp. Um, 
and after that, we we find this famous story of of David and Goliath, where everybody's too weak and, and too shy or mm-hmm. or too afraid um, to go out and fight Goliath. And David's like, "No, I'll go." And right. but the thing that's interesting is David goes. Everybody else was scared because of their physical limitations. Mm-hmm. David goes saying, like, I come before you with the presence of the Lord. I come before you with God, and that is why I'm right. here. Um, and he comes with five stones, and mm-hmm. he kills him with the first one. Yeah. Um, and one really interesting fact is that he cuts Goliath's head off, and, like, I don't know the exact time frame, but they carry around his head for a really long time. Yeah. A deceased head cannot smell good. No, and especially a big one like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't I don't understand it, but it is it is what it is. Um and after he defeats Goliath, like Saul notices his potential, notices these things, so like he starts working more full time, is is a part of what Saul is doing, and he meets Jonathan, mm-hmm. his best friend, who's Saul's son. But then David starts to rise in popularity. He he starts defeating armies and then they were singing these songs like Saul kills thousands, David's his ten thousands. Mm-hmm. Like almost pitting them against each other, which is giving Saul this 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 arrogance, this pride, this um jealousy um towards David. So much so that he actually attempts to kill David multiple times, tries to throw his spear at him. He would have must have been a really bad shot. Yeah. Um, because he missed every single time. Um and it's a fascinating thing that we see how Saul's kid, Jonathan, helps David flee from his father because his father's trying to kill him. Whereas Jonathan, in his mind, is saying, hey, if he dies, I would become king. Yeah. Right? Like, if David's not here, he's the anointed king. But it almost seems like Jonathan has a fear of the Lord that Saul doesn't have, is saying, I'm right. going to trust what the Lord has rather than what Saul has and it ends up hurting him because Saul ends up, I mean, Jonathan ends up dying with Saul. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt here. Only David gets the benefit of the doubt of becoming King and, and having these things. But when Saul dies before David's anointed King, Jonathan dies with him. Um, but David spares Saul's life multiple times. And, um, and then David after Saul dies is eventually um, given king the kingdom he's he's enthroned on the king uh, as the king at age 30 uh, went on to conquer jerusalem becoming more and more powerful and that's where we find what we talked about on on thursday or wednesday that um that the ark had been taken by the philistines so david wanted to bring it back to jerusalem Mm -hmm. so he goes and then we find that uzzah ends up dying because he touched the ark this is fascinating story that then ends up getting flipped and David follows the right protocols or right rules or right description that God had given them to eventually get the ark back. But, yep. um, but that, that story of, of, of someone dying because the King had given them poor instructions yeah. is another little flaw. Like it's the, it's one of the first flaws, not the only flaw mm-hmm. that we see in David. David at one point had, while fleeing from Saul, while staying away from Saul had, had sort of become friends with um, with the enemy and was fighting. Right. What, what he was doing is he was living among them, saying he was for them, but then going and killing off and mm-hmm. destroying all of the other towns and destroying everything so that no one could tell, and then coming back, only for him to get so encompassed in that that there is one time where God has to intervene from him going and fighting the Israelites, the Hebrews, 
with the king yeah. that he was living in and amongst that he had gained trust with. Um, so we see David, he, he flaunts the line a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we see, um, we see David wanting to, to build a temple for the Lord. And, but then we see that because of the amount of blood that David has shed, God's like, now nah, we're not going to have you do that. Yeah. Um, we're going to have Solomon do it, which is his kid with Bathsheba. Yep. And who's Bathsheba? Bathsheba is this woman who is bathing on top of a roof, which I think that was customary at the time. I don't think it was that odd, but David saw her, really wanted her. So he went and slept with her, got her pregnant, and then goes and asks for his her husband to come out of war to come and sleep with her so that they think it's his baby yep. and not David's. But this is an interesting fact. I just thought of this. They didn't have pregnancy tests. It's like she had to be showing at the time yeah maybe or they just knew or yeah but didn't um uriah come home and sleep outside yeah he wouldn't go (laughs) in the house he's like i can't go my people are like like the men i'm fighting with are at war yeah and he wanted to sleep like on the floor because that's where all his men were sleeping Mm -hmm. right so this is like a good dude good dude right yeah and then david's like you see why bathsheba married him seriously you know and now she's yeah ends up marrying david yeah killed her husband yeah. so then david literally is like since you want to sleep with her i'm gonna put you at the very front of the battle so i make sure you die um it's it is like the biggest mark on david's on yeah. david's uh, timeline david's story All right um and we do see like nathan comes the prophet nathan comes and rebukes like like what are you doing david mm-hmm. come on and that's where we see psalm 51 come out of which david wrote almost half the songs roughly half the psalms and it's a pretty powerful psalm. Yeah. Like it is, it is incredibly impactful for times of, of, of repentance, mm. times of remorse. It speaks heavily to a heart knowing that they have done wrong and right. crying out for help. And that's where this comes out of. And, and we see, as you read the Psalms, they, you sort of see this cycle of David's life. Like you see times where he's like, my God, my God, why, like, where are you? And then we see times where he's crying out for repentance. And then we see like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Mm-hmm. Like we see all of these Psalms that you can sort of look at over the course of David's life that right. sort of lead you to where he is in that time and lead you to, to how God is moving. And they're very honest and raw. Um, so much so that you see, you see how God is working in and, in and through him. Yeah, and Psalm 51, for those who might not remember or who have not heard it, and I'm going to read it here. I actually have not. It, I do not have it memorized. Mm-hmm. But it starts out with, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. I mean, that is mm. a pretty popular psalm, mm. you know, kind of in Christianity that we... Uh, sing a lot and say a lot and usually pray a lot because yeah absolutely like it is a big have mercy on me Mm. and i think when you read it and you know kind of what david did you feel the weightiness Mm. of it uh so yeah it's awesome that um you know david wrote down all these Mm. psalms so we can then experience them as well yeah absolutely and they come from this raw place of of honesty yeah. and, and, and God asks us to be honest in our prayers. And we see that through Psalm 51. We see that through the Psalms as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of it, it like David does like part of him does like he, he receives forgiveness. Right. 
but he doesn't necessarily escape the consequences that come with it. Like his family goes through the ringer after this. His, yeah. his kids are raping people. They're sleeping with his concubine. Like his kids are sleeping with David's concubines, which that's messed up in all sorts, right. of, sorts of ways. There's, there's murder. There's com- conspiracy. Like it's a really messy situation mm-hmm. once because of what David did. Yeah. Um, but we still do get the promise that the final king and the eternal yeah. king, Jesus, would come through his line. And, and it comes through, fascinating enough, talk about redeeming um, redeeming sin, sinful situations. Mm-hmm. God uses the kid that David has with Bathsheba in order to bring the line, build the temple, right. bring the line of Jesus, write many of our wisdom books, Solomon, mm-hmm. that we'll talk about next week. Um so God redeems situations that we bring up as humans because of his goodness and his yeah. grace. Yeah, that's awesome. So if David had a Facebook, where do you think would be on it? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more than what I have on, on yeah. here. He's, he killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if his Facebook, he's a man after God's own heart and yeah. he murdered a lot of people. So I don't, I don't know necessarily where to look, but he's, he's a tr- shepherd from the tribe of Judah, um, yeah. the youngest of eight sons. Mm-hmm. So he definitely took a beating as a kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's probably why he was in the field all the time. That's why he was like, yeah. Goliath, this yeah. is no big deal. Yeah. I've had seven against me. Um, super interesting. He was a great grandson of Ruth and Boaz. Yep. So we see that story being um, brought into it here as well. Wrote about half of the Psalms we talked about. Had roughly eight wives. And, and roughly 14 kids. I'm going to take a shot at saying he had more than 14 kids, but that's yeah, yeah. what we know. Sure. Um, but we see, again, we we had a podcast earlier this year about um, polygamy. We see eight mm-hmm. wives. Yep. Um, so super interesting. He's the father of Solomon, and he died at age 70. Like Which now we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing those years kind of dwindle. Go down right? and down yeah, and down. Exactly. Like our average life expectancy now is higher than that. Right, right. So I think one of the uh, coolest things that I remember reading about David, and then there's a Malcolm Gladwell book called David and Goliath, and I think this is where uh, this came from. But uh, when David is fighting Goliath, Goliath is wanting to use hand-to-hand combat, right? Mm. And you can't beat someone that's that big hand-to-hand combat, right? Like, that's a losing battle. So what David does is he uses like artillery. So he uses his slingshot. And what he's David's doing here is just thinking outside of the box, mm. right? So he just sees this big guy and goes, I'm not going to use a sword. I'm not going to use armor because like, yeah, I'm not going to win that. So how can I win this battle using the skills that I have mm. and think just outside of the box and think differently? Oh, I'm going to shoot this thing at his noggin <laughs> and, and win. And uh, I love that uh, in the Bible, we have some great examples of just like, creatively thinking just Mm. think outside of the box are you stuck on something you know step away what are other people doing and think differently about it and uh you kind of find yourself coming up with some great ideas and being able to get over some um kind of goliaths right Mm. through thinking differently on things like that and uh david and goliath because the story is so well known this one just always is a good reminder to me of like all right when i'm stuck doing something just think differently. Mm. Think outside the box. Mm. 
use yeah. our, use artillery, not, <laughs> not, not hand-to-hand combat against yeah. something that you know you can't win against. Um, but that's uh, one of my favorite things about the David and Goliath story. Yeah, no, that's a that's that's a powerful powerful yeah. spot. So, uh, all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We obviously could spend so much time on David, but we want to kind of make it quick because I'm excited for Sunday. I think it's going to be a great message. For sure. We hope that you guys can join us, and uh, that we'll also see you next week. All right, see you, Anson. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.